Call of Duty's been making some moves. They've changed their game up a little bit by adding the contracts, satchels, the limited time mode. There's also been a lot of outcry in other directions with skill-based matchmaking. Of course, cheating being one of the most prevalent issues in the game still to date. Uh, with a couple countermeasures that have gone into place, and we've now had a little bit of time to see some of the effects of that. And so in this video, I kind of wanted to just talk about everything that's been going on. I talk a lot about this on stream. I get asked a lot of questions about it. So I wanted to put it into one place and kind of just get your guys' thoughts. How is the state of Call of Duty doing? Uh, in particular, Warzone, you know, I don't really play the multiplayer all that much other than to level the guns up, for example, as well, the new LMG. So I do want to stay on the topic of Warzone more so. This is going to be a more freeform video too, so let me know what you guys think. It's not necessarily as scripted, but really just wanted to have a chance to more talk about these topics. So what better place to start then, I guess, with the new LMG? They kind of just threw it into the middle rather than having it as a part of the season pass update where you got to get to the certain level and then it unlocks. It's free unlock for everybody. In this case, you actually had to complete a specific challenge to get the gun unlocked. I like the direction of this a lot. It actually gives you something a little bit more to do than grinding out the battle pass. However, the challenge to get this thing unlocked was absolutely ludicrous. You basically have to get three kills in one game with an enemy in smoke. It said near it, but they pretty much had to be in it. And you had to do this in 15 different games. On shipment and with everybody all trying to unlock it, it was really easy because there's just smokes everywhere. Everybody's trying to do the challenge. But it's just such a weird concept in order to play the game in this style. On top of that, if you don't have the multiplayer and you're just going to be playing this in Plunder, it's going to take you, I would imagine, a very long time to actually successfully pull this off. Especially if you have to do it over 15 games. Each Plunder game might last a half an hour versus shipment TDMs, which will last maybe like five minutes. And they also have the option to buy the blueprint for this gun. However, doing that does not actually fully unlock this gun, which I think is totally fair. You still have to actually go unlock the gun. This just lets you try a version of it, basically. And again, I like that there's a challenge to actually unlock the gun, but it would be great if there was some type of even alternative for Warzone, for example, or even just something that's more reasonable in the first place. But let's say a Warzone alternative of 10 kills with an LMG in one game where it's still a challenge to do it, or maybe it's even five, but something that's more on track with how you actually play the game. Because me running around throwing smokes everywhere was not a fun experience <laughs> to unlock this, but I... Uh, maybe I'm being too critical on this. I already unlocked the LMG, although they did recently just tweak it so that apparently the smoke challenge is a bit more forgiving. I don't know how that's actually going to be. You guys are going to have to tell me. But hopefully they're learning from this. It was not just the new LMG that they added, though. They also added a new contract to the game. And this one, this one got pretty heated at first. The whole entire concept of it was... I mean, amazing. Actually, I didn't even consider when I was talking about in my last video of, you know, what they can do to keep on improving the game and to change. I didn't even really think about them adding new contracts to the game. When I heard about it, I was beyond stoked because the entire concept of it is awesome as well. You pick this contract up and now you're the most wanted. Everybody on the map knows where you are and you get a huge reward if you are able to pull it off, stay alive for the entire time with everybody chasing you and win. But the way they implemented it was in trios and squads, they replaced the bounty contract with this most wanted contract, which means it totally threw off the way that you played the game. You no longer could go pick up a kill bounty and then purposely go after people. It changed the entire uh, the gameplay experience where instead of you now deciding to amp up your mid game by picking something up, hunting somebody that's near you. You really, your option is to look at the map and try and find the dots, which might be super far away from you. 
and you're forced to get a recon contract or a scavenger contract, which could send you in the opposite direction if you're trying to be more kill-hungry and go after people. And you might be playing the game now and being like, well, there's no most wanted contract even in the game, Stone. And you're right. After the huge outcry, they actually reverted it back after just a few days of it being out. I think most of you guys would agree with me, though. That concept is awesome. And on top of that, the huge reward that was at the end of it was you would automatically res your entire team. The problem really was just the way that it was implemented. I think they tried to really just keep it simple. And I think they try and do that in general with everything because you have so many new players coming in. If you have a super complicated system with this, which I saw some suggestions for, which I actually really like personally of it. For example, let's say it was a scaling system. If you've got three teammates dead, then now it will last for a full five minutes and you res your entire team. You need the full time for it. But if your entire team's alive, maybe it just lasts for two minutes basically some type of scaling system that's there. An idea that I liked a lot better that I'd seen from Fab TV tweeted me was saying if you wiped out teams that were pushing you, it actually decreased the timer, made the payout higher. So now you could theoretically pick it up and now start pushing other teams and get even bigger rewards for it. Another idea that I liked from Noah J was what if they made it so that it only appeared when you were the last person alive in a squad and then it started to replace the regular bounties on the maps or maybe even in popped up new ones. I think another great alternative too could be just having it so it's not exclusive to that contract. You can pick it up, but you can still do other contracts even at the same time. So it's not like you're just picking it up and then just sitting there doing nothing. I like the idea of them adding new contracts to the game, but I hope they find better ways to implement it and take some ideas from the community to make it even better. One of the changes they made that I've personally been loving, though, is the addition of the satchel, which makes it so you can carry up to eight armor plates. They also made it so it is a guaranteed item from the scavenger contract that you'll get. Now that I've been using it for a decent amount of time, I personally have been loving this. Like, I feel like at endgames, so much more often now, I have the plates that I need in the situation. I typically always will try and prepare, get myself a satchel so I'm ready for the end game, and make sure that I have enough armor plates. It seems fairly common as well. Even if I don't do a contract, I'm still finding it out of boxes. I'm still finding it on people that I kill all of the time, and it seems like going into that end game, I've got plenty of plates. For example, on the flip side, I was talking to Jack, and he basically said he didn't think it was something that even needed to be added. It seems like it was fine how it was. And I definitely see this perspective too, because, the, I mean, at the end of the day... It's not that dramatic of a change. Plus, all the enemies are now going to have more plates too. So it's really just, it's a minor change that everybody really gets. I like the quality of life improvement on it though, and just being able to carry more. To me, the frustration of not having armor at an endgame is very high. So if I can mitigate that and be a little more prepared through, you know, killing more people or getting more plates, I'm happy with it. It also looks like some progress is being made towards the bunkers and all these uh, hidden Easter eggs. Who knows what it is, right? They added the red key card to the game, which has apparently a healing icon next to it. I've heard reports of people saying that it brings them back from the gulag. Personally, I still have yet to see this, and um, nor people that I've played with so far. But there's also been leaks from data miners who've gone into the files of the game and found stuff on Season 4, and it's looking like we might even potentially get a new map in the new season. A short video was found which showed Verdensk with red dots on it. Maybe that's nukes. It's being blown up. Or maybe those red key cards are going to have a use, and those are the locations where you'd use it. Obviously, we have no idea. Infinity War's narrative director did say we can't expect changes coming to Warzone's map, but at least as of me recording this, it's all up in the air right now.
even with the updates as well, we really haven't heard anything in addition with the whole entire news on skill-based matchmaking in Warzone. Skill-based matchmaking, if you don't know, is basically the concept of the game matching you with players of a similar skill level. If you're new to the game, it'll match you with a bunch of other people who are also new to the game, or even people who have been playing a long time and just haven't honed their skills enough to really compete at high level of kills, or whatever it might be. This will make it so your lobbies are easier, and it gives you a more enjoyable experience, rather than putting you in with the best of the best, and just getting absolutely obliterated with no chance every time. This is something that's very common in uh, many Battle Royales and many games in general these days. Apex Legends, for example, has had skill-based matchmaking, Fortnite, and the entire concept and all of these developers have pretty much said the same thing is that they see much greater player retention when they implement this. The data shows that it's very beneficial to have this feature in the game. The more casual players that are out there that are just trying to really get into it or maybe pick it up for the first time will have a much better experience, get a couple kills, understand the process, and overall will continue playing. And that's something I think that's great for the entire player base in general, because the more players that are into it means that they're going to invest more into the game. Maybe that means more DLCs, more updates more often, more resources for the game to continue to be developed. And if you're a fan of the game and want to keep seeing it grow, more things being added, more fun events, that's how it gets done. The issues that are arising, though, are that players that are playing at that higher skill level are only being matched with other players at that skill level, which means every game is an insane competition meanwhile there's no ranked in this game if you want to just go in have a more casual experience in a game you don't really get that quite as much because everybody's trying so hard that the end zone is just absolutely packed full of people trying to win or slay and push you with the craziest full best strategy so you can't really try some of the other guns out because you got to use what's best and it's a high level of competition Personally, that's why I'm so extremely torn on this topic because I definitely run into games when, especially if I'm playing with a team of stacked people, we'll, we'll, we'll go an entire day without getting a win because every game is just so insanely competitive. I've also played with guys that are relatively newer and I can tell you I've had some lobbies that have been extremely easy to play. In the longer term though, we typically win a lot of games and get a lot of great content. And even when we do go on three game win streaks, I would assume we're in some of the harder skill-based lobbies, we've still managed to hold our own and continue to compete with at least whoever they're matching us with. I would love it if it was just all random, since it's not actually a ranked playlist, but it is a difficult problem to be juggling with. And I think overall, it probably is good that there is something in place for it. It does kind of suck, though, because a lot of people don't understand that or even know that that's happening in the first place. And so you could go from a game where you absolutely crush, get first place with 15 kills, and then you just get stomped on game after game after game because now it puts you into a higher bracket. Personally, I think what would be helpful is if it was just more transparent. If there was some type of leaderboard or at least something informing you of which lobby you're in. Of course, that's got problems because if you know that you're in a higher tier lobby, well, maybe you're just going to back out of it and wait till you get a lower tier one. But I think something like that transparency of it, showing you in the top right corner always that you are in a higher tier lobby could even give you that extra satisfaction of, man, I just won in this higher tier lobby. The big problem with this issue, though, if you've been looking at any of this, is that Call of Duty, though, explicitly said to uh, all the creators that were at their early event of the game and outlets that 
there is no skill-based matchmaking in the game. It's going to just match you with anybody randomly. While it's hard to actually then go in and prove this, there were some great videos done by Drifter as well as Exclusive Ace, as well as them working together on this project to compile massive amounts of data, and they more or less proved that there is some degree of skill-based matchmaking going on. While they couldn't exactly pinpoint what the uh, matchmaking was based on, the closest correlation that they found was with the five most recent games that players had played. So it's kind of based on your relative skill level of how you've recently been playing, which would make sense because that's something that's been commonly done in a multiplayer from what I've seen is people reverse boosting. Well, they'll just keep going in for the maybe 10 games, 5, 10 games in a row, absolutely annihilate their KD and everything so that they appear to be a bad player, get into those easy lobbies, and then they can farm nukes and whatever else they want to. Likewise, I've seen many videos of people starting fresh new accounts going in and absolutely dominating because they're playing against a bunch of other people that are just new to the game. So it does seem like something's going on here, which brings me back to the point that really it's the transparency and the communication of the situation that I think is the deeper problem. Since the release of those videos and all of this talk, that was about April, it's been a month and we really still haven't heard at least nothing that I've seen any additional details on skill-based matchmaking or the direction of any of that going forwards. I'd love to see them address that or at least come up with something else around that even and test it, uh, just as they've started to do at least with cheaters, which I think really is the bigger issue overall. I feel like at least from the games that I've been playing, I've been experiencing less of them. But I also don't really spend that much time spectating to see if somebody was cheating or not. I kind of just go on to the next game whenever I'm playing. And obviously it's very anecdotal evidence. I know the first wave of this, they banned like 50,000 cheaters and then there's maybe 70,000, right? But out of now 50 million players, that's like nothing. And there's so many people that probably are still cheating out there that haven't been caught. Fortunately, they did actually put a post out back on the 21st of April, and they started to address this, and there's still more stuff coming. They added extra security updates. They started matchmaking suspected cheaters with other cheaters, putting them in their own little cheating hell, increased resources across the back end to help enforcement teams, and then they're also going to be coming with a better report of feature, uh, report a player feature while you're watching a kill cam or spectating somebody where you can just... Uh, report them right there rather than having to go to your recent players, which is something I pretty much never do because it just takes it like to even find their names. Sometimes names don't even show up and you got to find them on this list of 150 people you're playing with. It's not a good system. Jack Frags actually did an amazing video talking about things they can do to basically add more roadblocks for cheaters, stuff that other games have implemented. For example, linking your phone number to your account. So if your account gets banned, you've got to then get another phone in order to build another account. Banning accounts based on your computer hardware. So if you tried making a new account on that hardware, you just can't do it. Your stat hardware is banned. You can spoof it and still get around that, but you're adding so many layers of difficulty that kids that are just buying cheats probably aren't going to go and take all of those steps to then continue cheating. I'll link that and the other videos I talked about in the description as well. Something that I've seen popping up around this though is a lot of accusations. A lot of streamers, a lot of players just in general. I mean, I, I'm getting in games and people are just calling me a hacker when I kill them. And I'm seeing this from a lot of people now. Not just me getting called it, but a lot of people getting called hackers. And I'm not even a top tier player, I wouldn't say. 
I think a big part of this too, though, in general is, first of all, there are a lot of hackers. But on top of that, I think a lot of people just are not even used to watching PC gameplay. And this might be the first time they're getting back into Call of Duty and they're seeing people getting these flick shots that are just literally impossible to do on console. You can't get a flick to that degree unless your sensitivity is crazy high, at which point it's super hard to control the stick in the first place. So you watch a PC player going for these flick shots. Probably a lot of them don't hit, but when they do, then it's like, oh, there it is. And with crossplay and PC players in general where there are hacks, I mean, it can be. It's such a difficult problem, but even like basic stuff of you see somebody, okay, like at the extreme end of hitting 90% of their shots with an assault rifle on somebody that's uh, 300 meters away while he's full sprinting and does two back-to-back team wipes, 90, 90 to 100% accuracy headshots, like, okay, maybe that should be flagged. It's not even possible to do that. Like, the system should be picking that up, right? And people are just running around getting literally 50 kill games with hacks on, and they're, they're perfectly fine. That's where there probably should be at least some more tweaking going on with it. And there are so many blatant cheaters that, yeah, Probably there are a lot of people that are hacking that are doing it much more subtly and only using it in certain cases to give them the advantage. And it's just, it's such an unfortunate problem that's in the game and it's going to keep on plaguing it in games in general. I just hope they stay proactive with it and continue to pursue and ban and do what they can to give us the best experience that we can have just playing the game regular. At the end of the day, you know, if we can just have a good time, not deal with it, get some wins, but even just what I've discussed today, there's a lot to address, and there's a lot of different opinions and directions that they could go with it. I've still been enjoying the hell out of this game, though, and, you know, from somebody who's been playing a lot of Battle Royales, mostly since PUBG's early access days, I'm really happy we have this one, and I'm hoping they continue to push it into new directions and keep making it fresh and fun. If you want to watch my last video where I talk more about that direction that I'd like to see some of it going, check it out. Let me know in the comments what you think about any of the topics that I discussed or what they've been working on. Who knows, maybe they've already done something new by the time I release this video, and we'll have another one coming soon. We talk a lot about this on my streams as well, so if there is anything newer or you want to chat about, come over to them. Thanks so much for watching, though. Give it a like if you enjoyed. Make sure you're subscribed to catch all the latest content, top plays, everything that I've got going on, and of course, my streams every single day over on Facebook. That's for this one, though. Thank you guys so much for watching, commenting. I look forward to hearing it all. This is Stonemount64, over and out.